How's everybody doing today? Hotep, hey, this is Michael M. Hotep, founder of the African History Network, host of the African History Network show. I want to invite you to join me Saturday, June 24th, 2023, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for class number one of my 12-week online course, Ancient Kemet, the Moors, and the Ma'apa, Understanding the Transatlantic Slave Trade, where they didn't teach you in school. Kemet is one of the original names for Egypt. This is a fantastic 12-week online course that I teach. Uh, we deal with thousands of years of history and what leads up to the transatlantic slave trade taking place. And right now we see in, uh, an unprecedented attack on the teaching of uh, African history and African-American history. We see these fake uh, anti-critical race theory laws that are being passed in uh, state legislatures that Republicans dominate, especially in former Confederate states. We see the attack on the um, uh, on the Advanced Placement uh, African-American Studies course in uh, Florida. Uh, we see uh, the attack on the way that uh, African-American History Month, Black History Month uh, is taught in uh, various schools as well that are passing these anti-critical race theory laws. There's a concerted effort to keep African-Americans from waking up. There's a concerted effort to keep this history from being taught and is being attacked even when it's taught in mainstream media. We know that uh, with Juneteenth, uh, about 60% of Americans know little or nothing uh, about Juneteenth. This was a study that came out, New York Times is an article about this from June, 2021. Most Americans know little or nothing about Juneteenth poll finds. And uh, as we see in the uh, broadcast that I've done and interviews that I've done uh, this year for Juneteenth, unfortunately, a lot of the information that's floating around in mainstream media, MSNBC, CNN, Washington Post, New York Times, various articles. A lot of information is false when it even comes to understanding the Emancipation Proclamation, which which did not legally free uh, the enslaved Africans. Um, and so it's important to get this history correct because uh, understanding legacy of 246 years of slavery, decades of Jim Crow segregation, uh, housing discrimination, redlining, voter suppression, uh, uh, over-policing, uh, health disparities as well. This leads to the structural inequities that we're dealing with today. So your understanding of politics is directly related to your understanding of history, okay? Uh, all this comes together. So the more we understand about history, the better we understand about politics and understand how to bring into existence the laws and policies that we need to correct the structural inequities that we're dealing with. So we deal with a lot of this um, in this 12-week online course. We see Axios.com had an article, New Rules Are Limiting How Teachers Can Teach Black History Month. Um, we look at uh, USA Today had an article, Mock Slave Auctions, Racist Lessons, How U.S. History Class Often Traumatizes, Dehumanizes uh, Black Students. Uh, Republican state lawmakers want to punish schools that teach the 1619 Project, et cetera. And, and most recently, if we look at what's coming out of Florida, uh, we look at this article here from uh, NewsOne.com. Uh, we see most recently, uh, June 17, 2023, right around that time, we see Governor Ron DeSantis 
uh, just in time for uh, Juneteenth, uh, he slashed funding for black history programs in Florida. Uh, and he also vetoed a $5 million, $5 million in funding that was secured for anti-gun violence groups by state Democrats. This is from news1.com June 17th, 2021, uh, 2023, but also, so there was $160,000 in, uh, funding that he cut from the budget. Governor Ron DeSantis for a Black History Month celebration in Orlando, Florida, called the 1619 Fest. And this has nothing to do with the 1619 Project when you actually read the article. He also cut $200,000 in funding for Florida's uh, Black Music Legacy, a project designed to highlight the state's contribution to Black music. And we know June is Black Music Month. But here is something extremely critical. And this deals with the Okoye massacre of November 2nd, 1920, which is one of the largest uh, election day massacres in the history of this country. This took place in Florida, Okoye, Florida. In 2022, Governor Ron DeSantis vetoed $1 million for Valencia College to create a feature film about the 1920 Okoye election day massacre in which a white mob attacked and killed dozens of African-American voters in the nation's worst instance of election day violence, okay? So we see this concerted effort to suppress the teaching of this information to keep it from being taught, all right? So this class is extremely powerful, extremely critical. I've been teaching it uh, on and off since 2017. So we do, I do a PowerPoint presentation. We have book references, articles, video clips, and th this information, the class is PG-13, so you can use this with your children as well, okay? So uh, we do, as I said, we deal with thousands of years of history and what leads up to uh, the transatlantic slave trade uh, taking place. If we look at an introduction uh, to the class, we can't start studying our history in slavery. Even when we study the transatlantic slave trade, uh, which is important to study, we can't start in 1619 or 1441 with the Portuguese going into uh, Mauritania, okay? We have to deal with thousands of years of history and what leads up to the transatlantic slave trade taking place. We have to look at this history chronologically, and we have to deal with the 800-year occupation of Europe by the Africans known as the Moors who take the teachings from the Iberian Peninsula, today known as Spain and Portugal, into Europe, and this uh, helps to bring Europe out of the Dark Ages, okay? Now, this course not only deals with the transatlantic slave trade, but thousands of years of history that leads up to the trans transatlantic slave trade taking place. August 20th, 2019 marked the 400th year anniversary of the 20 and odd Africans who came, came into Point Comfort on August 20th, 1619, in what would later be called the Colony of Virginia. This year was known as the year of return as many African-Americans were and continue to reconnect to Africa and, and are traveling to Ghana and other West African countries, but even traveling to East Africa and North Africa, like uh, Egypt. Now, when we discuss the transatlantic slave trade, we have to first understand that African people are the original people 
of North, Central, and South America and have been in the land we call the United States of America for at least 51,700 years, okay? So we deal with thousands of years of history. We deal with great African uh, empires like ancient Nubia, ancient Kemet. Uh, we, we look at uh, Carthage and Hannibal Barca and the Carthaginians, uh, the Punic Wars. We deal with Axum. Uh, the great the three great West African empires of Ghana, Shanghai, and Mali. We look at the Olmec culture as well, uh, Namibia, and we go throughout and look at this history chronologically. We deal with Massa Musa, who was the richest man in the history of the world and who has a lot in common with T'Challa in the film Black Panther. Uh, we look at the uh, uh, we analyze the uh, Black Panther movies. Uh, also the woman King, uh, and also, and we deal with, uh, the Cleopatra documentary from Jada Pinkett Smith. Okay. So we look at these, uh, representations that we see in the media, these re recent representations, uh, in the media that deal with history also. Okay. Uh, the film Black Panther is extremely important because there are 11 different African cultures that we see rep represented, um, in, uh, Black Panther, we know the Panther deity Bast comes from Bastet, which is a Netter, uh, a deity, a goddess in ancient Kemet. And uh, Bastet was worshipped in the form of a lioness and later uh, a cat. And uh, she was worshipped as early as second as the second dynasty, 2890 BCE. We know the Wakanda salute comes from the position of the Nasubitis, the Nasubitis or the pharaohs. And uh, it's always right over left, the arms crossed right over left, which is a symbol of power and a symbol of royalty. This is where the uh, Wakanda salute comes from. We know the word uh, Wakanda is a real word as well and comes from the Omaha, Ponca and Sioux Indian languages and means possesses secret powers. But it's also uh, a key Congo word is is Bantu and Wakanda is in reference to family. Uh, Ruth Carter who was the costume designer for uh, Black Panther 1 and Black Panther 2 study. Uh, she spent six months studying 11 different African cultures and infused all of that into the film Black Panther. Uh, there's seven different books, seven or eight different books that we reference in the course. One of them is from my friend, Dr. David M. Hotep, the first Americans were Africans documented evidence. And we deal with the African presence in the land we call the United States of America, going back at least 51,700 years ago, we look at Dr. Albert Goodyear's discovery in 2004, Allendale County, South Carolina, where he discovered 13 different types of evidence thoroughly documenting an African presence in this country we call the United States of America. Uh, and, this were, and these were the short-statured Africans, the Khoisan. He found artifacts, architecture, campsites, carvings, Egyptian writings, footprints in lava, genetic M174D haploid group dealing with DNA and genetics, linguistics, paintings, skulls, skeletons, structures, and tools. He found 13 different types of evidence fairly documenting an African presence in this country. And uh, you could read the article from sciencedaily.com. New evidence puts man in North America 50,000 years ago from November 18, 2004. That talks about his discovery. Here's a picture of Dr. Albert Goodyear. And the Khoisan have the oldest DNA on the planet. These are the short statured Africans. They uh, are the ancestors to the Ainu and the Twa. Uh, they go all around the world. And, um, 
a genetic study from October 2012 published in Science Magazine found that the Khoisan in Southern Africa are the oldest ethnic group uh, of modern humans with their ancestral line originating about 100,000 years ago. Uh, the Khoisan, formerly called by the derogatory term Bushmen, are genetically unique and no other currently known population has separated so early from our common modern human ancestor, according to the report. Uh, here are a couple of Khoisan uh, women uh, here in this picture. Now, the Khoisan live in uh, mainly southern uh, Africa in territory spanning Botswana, Namibia, Angola, Zambia, uh, Zimbabwe, and South Africa. They are largely divided into two groups, hunters and gatherers, uh, the, who, who are called the Sans people, S-A-N-S, and keepers of livestock called the Khoikhoi people. The Khoisan languages include the distinctive click sounds that are not found in the languages of their neighbors. Uh, AtlantaBlackStar.com had a good article, five ethnic groups that proved the first humans uh, were black. So we take you through our history. We look at numerous archaeological discoveries that keep pushing the timelines back. There was a big discovery that came out of Morocco in June of 2017. NBCNews.com has this article, we're older than we thought. New find pushes human origin back 100,000 years ago. And this discovery, they found uh, remains of modern man, Homo sapiens, that date back 300,000 to 350,000 years ago. And this was in Morocco, which is in North Africa. And this is over 100,000 years uh, older than the oldest remains that they found uh, that they had to date of Homo sapiens, which dated back 195,000 years ago and were found in uh, Ethiopia. OK, so we look at numerous archaeological discoveries. Uh, we uh, study Egypt of the West and look at uh, the symbolism coming out of uh, ancient Kemet, ancient Egypt. We look at the Tekken. Uh, which is a symbol of the resurrection of uh, the African king Asar, okay, A-U-S-A-R, Asar, who the Greeks called Osiris. And we see that uh, the Tekkens, uh, Tekkenu, Tekkenu for plural, have been taken around the world. There were at least 1,200 Tekkenu in ancient Kemet. Today, they're less than uh, 12. And um, ancient Egyptians called obelisks Tekkenu, and they were also used to tell time in the past. Their pinnacles were basically covered in gold to reflect the sunlight. Historians say the obelisks represented immortality and eternity, and their long structure helped connect the heavens and the earth. Currently, Cleopatra's Needle is the name given to three ancient Egyptian obelisks, obelisks one in New York City, one in London, England, and one in Paris, France. However, they do not all come from one Egyptian site. Uh, the obelisks in New York and London are carved out of red granite from the quarries of Aswan, a major source of stone antiquities. Okay, the two obelisks were commissioned by Nasubiti or Pharaoh Thutmose III for the Temple of the Sun in Heliopolis near modern-day Cairo, with each weighing about 224 tons and, and stands 68 feet tall. FaceToFaceAfrica.com has a good article, Cleopatra's Needle, How Three Ancient Egyptian Obelisks Ended Up in New York City, London, and Paris. So we look at these structures and we think that 
Europeans are, are, are so brilliant for building these structures, but don't know that these structures were built by African people and taken to other parts of the world, taken to London, England, taken to Paris, France, taken to New York City. In this class, we deal with how the layout of Washington, D.C. is also a copy of the layout of ancient Kemet, ancient Egypt. OK, so Africa has given so much to the world, introduced civilization, introduced writing, introduced economies, the first economic system, introduced agriculture, the first political systems, etc. Uh, but the first Holy Trinity comes out of Africa as well, that of Asar, Aset, and Heru, who the Greeks called Osiris, Isis, and Horus. And we know that there were uh, approximately 1,200 Tekkenu built in ancient Kemet, uh, but uh, only about a dozen are found or less than 12 are found in uh, Egypt today. Many of the Tekkenu removed from Egypt are now in Istanbul, Turkey, London, England, Paris, France, Berlin, Germany, New York, New York, Rome, Italy, Vatican City, and elsewhere throughout the world. The Tekkenu are now called obelisks by their new owners, and few know their origin or that they symbolize the resurrection of the African king Asar. If you read page 17 of Egypt on the Potomac by Tony Browder, Browder breaks this down. I just interviewed Tony Browder in April 2023. We dealt with why Nile Valley civilization history is so important. He's a friend of mine. This is one of the books we use in the class, as well as his other book, uh, his most well-known book, uh, Nile Valley Contributions uh, to Civilization. And we have that one. I have that one here. So we show you excerpts of the uh, books on the screen. You, so you don't have to buy any of these books. You can if you want to. But we show you excerpts of the book usually uh, in the class. And this is a very visual class as well. Uh, I do a PowerPoint presentation. These are some actual slides from the class. I put together the whole curriculum for this. I'm a historian. I've been studying 31 years. You see me on Roland Martin Unfiltered. You see me on Faraji Muhammad's show, The Culture. Uh, you see me on the Tammy Mack show, Ariva Martin uh, in real time. And you watch the African History Network show. So, uh, you know, I've been doing this a long time. Okay. The word Mason is derived from the Latin words mass and son, mass and son, Mason means child of light and expresses the desire to pursue light, which is a metaphor for the sun, which symbolizes knowledge. The term child of light or sons and daughters of light was first used to identify students who uh, to identify students who had completed 42 years of study in the temples of ancient Kemet, ancient Egypt. Uh, many Masonic temples were modeled after the temples of Kemet. Uh, places where light or knowledge was imparted in a series of steps or degrees. So if you read pages 18 and 32 of Egypt on the Potomac, Browder deals with this, deals with this type of information. So the concept of uh, going to an institution of higher learning and getting your credentials in a series of steps or degrees, uh, associate's degree, master's degree, you know, bachelor's degree, PhD, that comes out of ancient Kemet, that comes out of the Grand Lodges. Uh, where we taught this information and the initiate studied for uh, 42 years. Okay, so we have, um, uh, let's see. All right, so we deal with things like why is Christmas celebrated on December 25th? Uh, there's so much information that we deal with in the class. We deal with the origins of 
Santa Claus coming from center class, which is Dutch, and the Dutch inter introduced this secular fig, this religious figure of Santa Claus, center class. Center class is Dutch for Saint Nicholas, and uh, Santa Claus means Saint Nicholas. And and uh, center class had a sidekick named Black Pete Joate Piet, who was a Moor. So this also deals with the presence of the African Moors in Europe, in Holland, and in the mythology, they talk uh, they they talk about how uh, Black Pete comes from uh, Spain, okay, and center class comes into the Netherlands in early November on the steamboat coming from Spain, and we know Spain is where the the Iberian Peninsula, where the Moors go into uh, uh, go into the uh, Europe in 711 A.D. Uh, so we deal with who are the Moors, origin of the word Moor as well. We deal with some of the history uh, of the Moors uh, and what they introduced into Europe and the Moors bringing Europe out of uh, the Dark Ages and how this is going to be to our detriment as well. And this all this leads to the transatlantic slave trade. Uh, so we talk about uh, Jada Pinkett Smith's documentary, African Queens. She had one segment dealing with Queen Nzinga or Njinga. She had another one dealing with uh, Cleopatra the seventh. So we talk about that as well. And we have to deal with Christopher Columbus because, because we're, uh, because when we look at where Columbus went on his four voyages, uh, these areas have never recovered from what, uh, from being conquered by Spain. And Columbus is, is crucial to the expansion of the transatlantic slave trade and helping lay the foundation for slavery, racism, capitalism, and the exploitation of indigenous people. And uh, when we look at where Columbus went on his four voyages, he never comes to the land that we call the United States of America. The closest he comes here is Cuba, which is 90 miles away. OK, so this is a very comprehensive class. We do the sessions live. All the sessions are archived and recorded. You can go back and watch it anytime. This is ancient Kemet, the Moors and the Ma'afa. Understanding the transatlantic slave trade, what they didn't teach you in school. Class number one. Uh, starts up Saturday, uh, June 24th, 2023. Register right now. Visit our website, theafricanhistorynetwork.com, theafricanhistorynetwork.com. So when you register, when you visit our website, you scroll down the page, you'll see the information for our Sunday night radio show, the African History Network show, 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on 9, 10 a.m. Superstation WFDF, and we broadcast on our social media platforms. You see our PayPal cash app information here as well. And then a uh, 12-week online course. So we do the sessions live. All the sessions are archived and recorded. This class is on sale $80, regularly $130. You can register for the full 12-week online course here. Uh, when you click on that link, it takes you uh, to the next page. And uh, on the next page, just uh, click on uh, enroll right here, the purple button enroll. As soon as you register, you can start watching uh, the content. Okay. And we do the sessions live. All the sessions are archived and recorded. Uh, you can go back and watch this anytime a year from now, two years from now, you can go back and watch the entire class. You don't have to uh, be in class live, but don't take attendance, anything like that. We have a live text chat also. Uh, in class, you can see me. I can't see you. We have a live text chat, so you can ask questions uh, in class as well, okay? And we have a bundle pack uh, where you get this class and the second class that I teach um, 
black resistance movements from the Haitian Revolution, U.S. Civil War, Civil Rights Movement, and Black Power Movement, 1800 to 1968. I teach that class on Sundays, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. And that class, we deal with so much history. We deal with that crucial period of time leading up to the Civil War um, and after slavery ends in the Reconstruction Era, Jim Crow Era. Um, great migration, World War One, World War Two, civil rights movement, black power movement to understand what happened to us after slavery ended. What were the laws and policies put in place uh, to put us uh, where we are, to bring us to where we are today, to understand where we need to go from here. So your understanding of politics and politics is the legal distribution of scarce wealth, power and resources and the writing of laws, statutes, ordinances, amendments, and treaties, their adoption, interpretation, and enforcement. Your understanding of politics is directly related to your understanding of history. So the more you understand history, the better you understand politics, the better we understand how all these policies impact us and how to um, engage in politics. And this is why you hear me say we have to stop telling African-Americans to exercise your right to vote. You don't vote for exercise. If you want to exercise, you go to the gym and work out. You vote for power. Politics is the legal distribution of scarce wealth, power, and resources, and the writing of laws, statutes, ordinances, amendments, and treaties, their adoption, interpretation, and enforcement. So we have to understand history, economics, law, and politics to be able to put together agendas, to be able to uh, organize, enforce our agenda, and get policies put in place that are beneficial to African-Americans and what's good for African-Americans are good for America in general. All right. So um, visit our website, theafricanhistorynetwork.com. Uh, you can register for this class. Uh, class number one is uh, Saturday, June 24th. Class number two is Saturday, uh, July 1st. Class number three is, is Saturday, July 8th. And this is uh, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the uh, link for the class and the thread of the broadcast. You can register right now. We have bonus content already uploaded that you can start watching. And you'll also get five of uh, my lectures free included uh, with the registration of this course. They will be in the video library so you can stream uh, five of my lectures also. Uh, if you want to support the African History Network and if you uh, also if you want to pay through Cash App, you can do so right through our website right on the homepage of our website, our cash app information is there. Dollar sign the AHN show through cash app or through PayPal, paypal.me forward slash the AHN show. And this is our um, cash app account. And we have the link on the homepage of our website because uh, there's some fake uh, African History Network cash app accounts out there. And uh, I'm still trying to get them shut down. So when you scroll down our website, we have our cash app information. Click right here and takes you to our Cash App link. Uh, it's dollar sign, the AHN show, S-H-O-W. And when you go to it, it will say Michael uh, also. So we have that uh, there and our PayPal information is here as well. Uh, PayPal.me forward slash the AHN show. All right, so we'll hope to see you in class. Uh, this Saturday, remember, right now is correct wrong behavior. It's not over till we win. We're kind of forever. And we'll talk to you next time. Peace.